Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Pastor Luke Emerson at Elam Lutheran Church, and I want to uh, welcome you this morning to our first ever uh, Vimeo uh, due to the fact of the uh, uh, coronavirus that is going on. And uh, so we have uh, come together as a church and as a, uh, as a fa church family to, to suspend things for a while until we can get a better grip on, on uh, being compliant with, with getting the church completely ready for, and safe for everybody to come back. But this morning we wanted to get together and uh, still have a, a time of worship a time of, uh, that we can come to the Lord in prayer, we can come to the Lord reading Scripture and hearing the message. As you know, today is the day of prayer. By, uh, uh, it's been uh, called the National Day of Prayer by our, uh, by our president and by our, uh, by our, our, our leadership of, of, our, of our country. And so I would like to say, let's, why don't we start this morning with uh, spending some time in prayer for our country, in prayer for our families, in prayer for our uh, our, our, our entire world. So join me in prayer. Father God in heaven, I come before you this morning. I thank you for being God. As I read through your scriptures, Lord, I see that you continually come to us in the time of need, but you're always with us even in the good times. But right now, Lord, there is a time where we are nervous, we're anxious, uh, we are, we're scared, Lord. And uh, Lord, I'm, I'm praying right now for our, our, our entire world, for, the, for the, all those that are overseas that are being hit so hard. Lord, I'm asking for help. I'm asking for help for them. I'm asking for, asking for uh, that, 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 that they look to you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm also asking for you to, to touch our, our, our country. I know right now a lot of things have shut down. And a lot of things are be, being suspended and being just taken, taken the time off now. To, uh, to heal and to, uh, to hopefully defeat this awful virus. And so, Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you would be with our leadership, be with those that are, uh, that are working so hard to help fight this, this disease. Be with all those, the, the doctors and the, and the physicians and, and all of those that are researching how to get rid of this. Lord, I'm asking that you would touch each of our, uh, each of our communities also where there are those that are hurting. And uh, Lord, at this time, I'm asking for you so that we can be like what we have been looking at in Scripture through Acts, that we can take it to the streets and be kind and, and love one another. Lord, be with this church family. Uh, Lord, they, we're going through changes and we're going through different things. And, and Lord, I'm asking that you would empower them and, and uh, let them feel your Holy Spirit. Provide where they need provision and protect them where they need protection. Lord, I'm asking for you to touch each of our families. The families that, uh, Lord, are, are, are going to be spending a lot more time together for the next uh, a little while. And so, Lord, I'm asking that you would keep peace in our homes. Uh, allow us, Lord, to come together closer than closer to, as a family. But then once, Lord, we, this, this, this virus is defeated, that we come together again and just unified that you were the one that took care of this. And so, Lord, I lift up this service now to you. I lift up this message to you. Lord, I'm asking that the words from my mouth be used to glorify you. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, this morning as we take a look at uh, Acts chapter 12, 1 through 19, and we will read it together uh, as we go through it. 
But uh, there's a couple of things here that I, that I want to, I'm, I'm going to have to stand still, so just I'll have to hold on to the pulpit. So, um, my devotions this, this week. All week long, my devotions have been trusting, about, trusting and obeying, even in hard times. In times of failure, in times of disaster, in times of devastation. One of the verses that came up this week was John chapter 14, verse 31, where I read, But for the world to know that I love the Father, I am doing just as the Father has commanded me to do. So as I was going through and getting this, 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 this sermon prepared this week, the questions that came up, kept coming into my mind were, why do hard times happen? How is God working to reveal His plan when things don't turn out the way we planned or the way we expected? How is it or how will God use trials and tribulation to bring glory to His name? God has a unique plan for each one of us and He is constantly refining us as He makes us more and more like His Son Jesus. Here we see in John or Acts chapter 12, we see another, another account of, of God at work and as, as God continues to be with those that He loves. We see here that King Agrippa, King Herod Agrippa, had, had, the, had the apostle James killed, killed with a sword, and Peter put in prison. The night before Peter's trial, an angel came to, to the jail and, and frees him. But I want to I focus a little bit on James for a, a brief second. This is, verse, this is verse 1 and 2 where it says, Now about the time Herod the king laid hands on some who belonged to the church in order to mistreat them, and he had James the brother of John put to death with a sword, and I think of that that very that very thing that that, that happened, and it made me think about what what uh, what happened back in Mark, Mark chapter ten. So, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter ten, verse thirty-five through forty, where it says, and it gives us gives us a uh, 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 gives us an account here of James and John uh, asking Jesus for something. It says. James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, came up to Jesus saying, "Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you." And he said to them, "What do you want me to do for you?" They said to him, "Grant that we may sit on your right and on your left in your glory." But Jesus said to them, "You do not know what you are asking, for you are for you are, are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized in the baptism in which I am baptized? They said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you shall drink, and you shall be baptized with the baptism which, which, I, am blessed, which I am baptized. But to sit on my right or to sit on my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. So what they're asking is, Lord, we want to have a little special attention. We want to have a little bit more special recognition. And Jesus had said to them that to be part of his kingdom, it would mean to suffer with him, to drink from the same cup. Expanded. Here, here we also see he's telling them about the crucifixion. He's telling them about what, what he said he's, this is going to happen. 
As you see behind me, there's a cross. And, and, and on that cross is where Jesus Christ paid for our sins. And he said to them, you will have to do the exact same. Are you able? The only one that was able to die for our sins was Jesus Christ, who bled and died for me and you, so that we would have eternal life. James and John both, yes, did suffer. They did suffer. Herod, here we see, executed James, and later John was exiled. They suffered. So now we turn our attention to Peter. Peter, Peter we see here has been thrown into prison. We see that through, from verse 3 through, through verse 11, and I'll read that. When he saw that it was pleased that when, when he saw this is Herod, when he saw that it was pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also, and it was during the days of the unleavened bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him from delivering him to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after that the, the Passover is bringing him out of out before the people. So Peter was kept in the prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church of God. I want you to remember that verse, 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 verse 5. On, the, on that very night when Herod was about to bring him forward, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and guards in front of the door were watching over the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared, and a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter's side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly! And his chains fell off, his hands. And the angel said to him, Gird yourself, put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to them, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and continued to follow, and he did not know that, was, that what was being done by an angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they, when they had passed the first and second guard, they kept to the iron gate they led into the city which opened to them by itself. And they went out and went along one street. And immediately the angel disappeared from him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. Here we see that there has been success. There has been success in Peter's escape from prison. Why, why, his, why his escape took place was it was because the church, we saw us in verse 5, the church was praying. The church was on their knees that God would deliver Peter. Herod and Peter arrested, Herod had Peter arrested during the Passover. This is during Easter time, celebration. This was a strategic move here since, since more Jews were in the city than usual. And guess what? Herod was about to make a bigger name for himself, bigger than ever. Herod's plan undoubtedly was to execute Peter, but the believers were praying for Peter's safety. They earnestly prayed of the church. The earnest prayer of the church significantly affected the outcome of these events. I'm telling you what, church, prayer changes things. We need to pray often with confidence. 
When did his, when did his escape come? I think we have, to, we have to look at this also. It happened the night before the trial. In the nick of time, Herod assigned four, get this, Herod assigned four relays of, of, of four guards each to watch Peter. Two were at his side and two were at the cell door. But we go back to verse 5 again. But constant prayer was offered to God. I tell you what, how thrilling. How thrilling and exciting those words are to believers. When Satan does his worst, Christians can turn to God in prayer and know that he will work. How did his escape take place? God sent an angel. God sent an angel to loosen his chains and to open the prison door. God sent an angel to rescue Peter. God's angels are, 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 are messengers. We've seen that all through Scripture. They are divinely created beings that are blessed by God, and we would almost say they have supernatural powers. And they sometimes take on human appearance in order to talk to us. Angels should not be worshipped, though, okay? They should not be worshipped because they are not divine, but they are servants of the divine God, just like you and I, servants. So let's take a look through Scripture a little bit. Let's look through Scripture and, and, and see the, the places where we see a couple things about the angels. Psalm 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear him and rescued them. Daniel, there's two, there's spots in Daniel all over. Daniel chapter 3, verse 28, and verse, chapter 6, verse 22. 328 says this, Nebuchadnezzar uh, responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command and yet yielded up their bodies so, are, so as not to serve or worship any god except their own God. Then over in Daniel, where Daniel was, was, was thrown into the lion's den, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me. Inasmuch as I was found innocent before him and also towards you. Do we see that God's at work with through his angels? That God's at work and has a plan and knows exactly what he's doing? How about 2 Peter 2, verse 9? Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from temptation and to keep the unrighteous under, uh, and, and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. There, there we're seeing just as God rescued Lot from Sodom, so he is able to rescue us from the temptations and trials we face in this wicked world. So now, Peter's free. And, and, and has realized exactly that God was at work and was led to the next step. But I'm also looking at this as today we are facing trials. We are facing things that are scaring us, things that we cannot control, things that we don't know how we're going to make it through. And through Scripture, we can see easily that He comes to our rescue. Peter was just saved from ultimate death. 
four guards. He was chained. And God sent a way of rescue. So he takes off, it says that he, he, he continues down through, we looked at, 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 verse, at verse 12 through 19 where it says, and when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who is also called Mark, when, when they were gathered together and were praying. When he knocked at the door of the gate, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran, into the, uh, ran in and announced that Peter was standing in front of the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. They kept saying, it's an angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door, they saw him and were amazed. But mentioned nothing of them with his hand to... But, but, but motioned to them with his hand to be silent. He described to them how the Lord had led him out of the prison. He said, report these things to James and the brethren. Then he left and went to another place. Now then, and then we'll skip to the next one in just a second. But here we see he struggles now. We saw that, that he succeeded, but now he is struggling to get in the house. Why? Because Peter arrived at the home of John Mark's mother and knocked on the door. And, the, and, and, and it, was, it was not what he had expected. Now it says here that he was at John, mother, John Mark's mother. John Mark is the gospel. He wrote the gospel of Mark. The purpose of that gospel was to present the person and work and teachings of Jesus. This, mother, this John Mark's mother's house was so large, large enough to have a prayer meeting where these people were praying together. The problem that we see here is that, that Rhoda come, a servant girl, recognizes Peter's voice and reports the news to the others, and they say, you're crazy. She, accused, she was being accused of being out of her mind. I just saw something that I, I can't even explain. Peter standing outside. And they're like, you're nuts. It's probably an angel. But the prayer group of believers were answered even when they were praying. Have you ever prayed for something and, and, and before you're even done praying about it, it happens? I had a time uh, uh, about a year ago. I was at a prayer retreat with our with our with our local pastors, and and we were praying. And there was this young person that I was praying hard for because uh, he was going through a very hard time. And when we were sitting there praying, in the middle of us spending time together in prayer, my cell phone went off, and it was this young man. And he, the things that we're exactly praying about happened. Talk about getting welled up, tears in your eyes. I stopped and I, saw, and I told the rest of the pastors and we then prayed a prayer of praise. Because in the middle of a prayer service, prayers were answered. The group here was praying and it was answered while they were praying. But, but when the answer arrives at the door, they didn't always believe it. I'm telling you, church, that we should be a people of faith who believe that God answers the prayers of those who seek his will. We should never underestimate the power of a praying church. 
The, they, go back to verse 5 again. They prayed fervently. They were on fire in their prayer. They prayed, prayed hard. They prayed with passion. They prayed with heart. They prayed with, God, we want your will to be done. They prayed for definite things to happen. They prayed courageously. In spite of their unbelief when Peter did appear, God honored their prayers and drew glory to himself. Peter said, wait. Let me tell you what happened. Exactly how it happened. When you pray, believe you will get an answer. It might not always be the answer that you're asking for, but it will be an answer. When we pray, God has three answers to it. Yes, no, or wait. When the answer comes, don't be surprised. Be thankful. So we see that, we see that, 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 that Peter had success in escaping. We see that he had a struggle to get into the home. And now we see the strength in executing God's plan again. Here we see in verse 16 through 17, he continues to knock until they let the door in. But also the last couple verses here, now that day when there was no small distinction or disturbance among the soldiers as, to, as what, could have hap- be, what could have become of Peter, when Herod had searched for him, they had not found him, he examined the guards and ordered them to be executed. We see that Peter continued to knock on the door to get in. We see that Peter continued to, 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 to get to those people and to show what God has done, to allow his entrance. To, to, and they were utterly astonished by all. This James that is talking about here was Jesus' brother. It's not James, the one that was put to death, who became leader of the Jerusalem church. We read that in Acts chapter 15. We'll do that in a few weeks. And in Galatians chapter 1, verse 19, as we saw that this was not the same James in verse 2 uh, that was John's brother. But we do see that Herod then had those guards executed. So, what's it all mean? I think you see exactly where I'm going with this because right now as, as we are going through a trial in this country, as we are, 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 are unsure or un, uh, unable to understand how or what this is going to do or what the outcome will be, I want you to have hope. I want you to have hope and know that God loves you so much and he does have a very special plan for each one of us. God wants us to look to him now. Take our eyes off of ourselves. Take our eyes off of the problem. Lay it at his feet and say, Lord, we are here. That is why we are called today to have a national day of prayer. To have a time where we spend not just a little bit of time in prayer, we need to spend the day in prayer. To recap, James faced death. Peter faced imprisonment and certain death. Both of these men were ready and willing to trust and obey God, no matter what the cost. They were not afraid to, as we look through this passage, or in these, this, this series we've been going through, they were not afraid to take it to the streets. They were not afraid to do exactly what God told them to do when, he was told, when they were told. 
There is a practical lesson here, and that is when Satan wanted to hinder the work of the church, he went after Peter, he went after James. He goes after Christians and seeks to hinder their work. We, I'm going to ask you, are we the kind of Christians that Satan wants to attack? It is significant that Peter was delivered while James was, was permitted to die. Because you know what? God does have a unique purpose for each one of us. A purpose. He's using this account today to show us his grace, his mercy, and his love. He continues to refine us to be more and more in the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. We have, the, we have this word right here. This is the word that we can look to right now to bring us hope, to help us understand to give us direction, but to show us God's grace, His mercy, and His love. I'm here to encourage you today that God is in control, that God does have us, and He's going to continue to work in our hearts and minds to bring glory and honor to His name and to do exactly what He wants with each one of us. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, I love you and I thank you and I praise you for this time that we could walk through this chapter, chapter of Scripture and look to see that you used your divine power to touch people in a very special way. Lord, I lift up again our world, our country, our state, our community, our church family, our families. Lord, I'm asking for you to be with us now and show us exactly what you want and give us hope and peace through your son Jesus Christ. In his name I pray, amen.